I went to lunch today for the first time in a long time. Yeah, you've been cooped up with the pumping and everything. Yeah, but I think I was thinking about today, everyone's so worried about everything and it feels like everything's going to stay this way forever. There's actually a lot of good changes. When we were at the restaurant with my one friend, Jenny, it was interesting to see how the whole entire business model or whole entire like functioning of the restaurant changed. So streamlined now, right? Like yeah. the bare necessities. Yeah. Yeah. They give you, uh, so we went to this place called True Food. I think they have chains everywhere, but they give you a piece of paper now, kind of like a sushi restaurant. You mark down what you want for both people. They instantly bring you the check after you order. And then it's um, touchless payments. So you just scan the QR code. An app came up and she was able to pay her portion. I was able to pay mine. And it was awesome. And it made me think how quick things leapfrogged forward into the future Mm -hmm. by everything that's happening right now. Yeah. And so I was talking to uh, Mike yesterday, our neighbor, when we were doing the Mike, Mike, Mike. Social distance. Yeah. Yeah. So him and his wife uh, own that business. And then um, we're talking about a bunch of different things. And this is in our socially distanced, like kind of community happy hour that. Which is super uh, fun. We never would have done this otherwise. I know. Right. And it's, uh, it's really, and then for those of you who don't know, I've been like going through this pretty extensive uh, psychotherapy process treatment for complex PTSD using MDMA and other uh, illegal substances. Um, so do your own research and don't uh, do what I do or anything like that. But it has been shown to be really efficacious for treating what I was struggling with. And it's just a tangent, but it's context for, you know, talking about um, surrender and uh, the importance of it. And just a lot of things that are happening right now. Um, you know, in the past, when we had the community events, like I wanted to engage and I literally like I couldn't. <laughs> I knew that you're doing a bit better when you offered to go across the street with Grayson without yeah. me. Oh, so I'm yeah. like, who is this person? Someone who never <laughs> used to really want to go to events or be around a bunch of other people. And if I wasn't there, you definitely never would have actively been like, hey, I'll go over. I know Grayson wants to go. Let's go. Yeah. That's no, when I, mean, I knew. I'm like, hmm, something's kind of changing. Yeah. Just yeah, feeling those. Uh, old loops of yeah like embarrassment or like yeah being scared to talk about that but it's you know you have some distance from them and i have distance from them now so um yeah back to kind of like where i was going with that was uh i was talking to mike and our neighbor who has a uh a business that he and his wife own and operate and they've done it for a long time and he's noticed the same thing right like they're going through some things and going through some struggles with their business but uh everything's getting streamlined right like all the the proverbial fat around business processes and what people choose to do or not is getting taken out. And it feels really scary at first, but on the other side of that, you just have like a really well-functioning system. And I think, especially with the cultural changes that are happening on a local level and that, you know, all of my friends that I talk to are, noticing this as well. I'm like, I'm getting kind of like goosebumps talking about it where people are able to collaborate and just hang with each other locally and discuss things that, you know, I haven't had a conversation like that uh, about business and like, you know, with another person that's been so laid back in like, I don't know how long. And uh, I was talking to, you know, other friends that are like spread out around the country 
And it's um, the same thing. There's still that like, I think, fear and trepidation that a lot of people have of like, is it okay to relax? Like, cause it feels like everything's going to hell. Um, but I don't think so. I think on the contrary. Yeah. No, I think it's a good time to rethink about everything you're doing and the processes and where are you wasting time and yeah. And also relaxing is important. There's a bunch of things I have been following on. I think it's like Instagram where they say, if you didn't get that book written while you've been, you know, sheltering in place or you didn't do this, that's okay. Like for once, stop beating yourself up and it's okay to just kick back and relax and rethink about things and figure out what you actually want to do and not force yourself to always be going all the time. Yeah. And, um, that's something obviously I'm like still getting used to and, uh, opening up to, but, um, it's just, it's what has led us to a lot of different insights. I think are, um, there, if you think about like a decision tree, I just feel like the stability of these branches, it just, it leads to more and more, um, game type situations and more and more situations that are like, that lead to, you know, exciting branches that we hadn't considered before and things like that. So Mm -hmm. it's, um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. And like the white knuckled, you know, grip on everything is slowly coming off. Um, but it has been challenging though. It's been, (laughs) yes, it's been super challenging. Um, you know, recovering and like going, I went through a bunch of stuff, like my shoulders starting to not work, like horrible tendonitis and got the, the shot that they give you to, uh, steroid shot to help recover Did the MRI recently to, uh, you know, check for some things around to, if you have PTSD, you know, you want to check for TBI. So traumatic brain injury and things of that nature. And, uh, yeah, just really unnerving, um, going through some of those processes and like getting, uh, a call back from the radiology tech where like he provides yeah. no context whatsoever. And he's just like, Oh, you need to come back in and do another x-ray. I was like, why? He's like, well, because they found something on that. I was like, oh my God, that's like the worst way to say it. And yeah. anyways, it turns out that it's, um, you know, like what they found is an artifact. An artifact can be many things on an x-ray image, including like movement. And there's just like this whole host of things where it's uh, pretty benign. And I'll know in the next couple of days, like, you know, more details and stuff. But techs always make it sound intense. Well, it was Like when we went to like the they ultrasounds, they would never to... tell us stuff. Remember yeah. that? And you were like, why aren't they talking to us? I'm like, I don't think they can. Well, this like brings up an interesting point around the medical system where the language uh, and, you know, and bedside manner and just how information is transferred and how people interact and how that conversational uh, process goes. It's just, it's not there. And it's, it's very, very antiquated to say the least. And one of the guests that we had on the podcast a while ago was Dr. Eric Topol, who's mm-hmm. like the foremost person in terms of researching machine learning, but also um, just like bedside manner to like simplify kind of a lot of his research. And we talked about the fat getting cut out of a lot of different uh, systems and leapfrogging happen. And I think we're going to see the same thing in medicine where the medical systems in many places either got stress tested or overwhelmed. And, you know, because of that, hospitals are going to have to start thinking like, how do we make this a uh, good user experience for people? How do we make them, you know, not excited maybe, but how do we make this feel like we're on the same team? Because it, it really like, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like you're on the same team as much as you're just like inconveniencing people who are overworked in some cases. So 
Yeah. Like, ugh, got to do another one of these again. Yeah. And um, there are some, you know, bright lights. And I think we're all like we all remember the the couple of people we've interacted with. But on balance, I think most people have had like pretty negative experiences with the, uh, yeah, the healthcare system or um, yeah. with medicine in general. So I had a good experience when uh, I was going in to get the epidural for the C-section and my doctor hugged me. That's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, I know what you mean. Usually yeah. the bad can outweigh the good. So, yeah. Um, but I mean, when you take a step back, it's, yeah, it's important to focus on the the good examples, like you mentioned. Yep. So when you think about what you're most excited about that we're exploring now that we're kind of like leapfrogging over our own, you know, out of our own way and kind of like reshaping the business and stuff, what uh, comes to mind? What am I most excited about? Hmm. I mean, I'm really excited about all of our new shows. It feels like we went from a few shows to many. And so I'm excited about that and having that network effect. And, um, but I'm also really excited about bringing back the story. I know we already talked about that, but I am really excited about that. It just always brings back fun memories of the early days where you were writing it and narrating it and I'd be doing the ad reads and editing it. And it just kind of brings me back to the roots of how we started and just brings back a lot of fun memories of where we were when we were doing that and um, just how scrappy we had to be with a team of like barely anyone. So yeah. What about you? Same. Yeah. Same for that. And um, I I think it's uh, for me, it's been a huge challenge, like with what Stephen Pressfield describes as resistance, right? That force, that inner critic, that voice that just rises anytime you try to do something creative. It's really been a, uh, like I'm in the the final round of, and it's something that, you know, you keep struggling with, but I think I'm in the final round of um, gaining a new perspective over that. And I'm just like letting that process happen and do, trying to do my best to just like, yeah, distance myself from that uh, hypercritical judge that just wants to yeah, weigh you down with perfectionism, stop you from doing things or just distract you, right? Or just distract you after you launch that creative project. Like in our case was the story that was um, very, very uh, well received. And yeah, that, I mean, that voice of perfectionism will stop you from seeing what's really there every single time. And um, it's, yeah, it's just debilitating. So I don't know if I have that voice because my head just knows that you can't be perfect. Don't try. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but I do think it's well, important. Cr- no, that, that's no, I'm really, just kidding. I definitely have that voice. Yeah, but that's really important to point out too. My brain that, just gave um, up. <laughs> but no, just like kidding. Uh, just like kidding yourself or like talking yourself up like that is, um, yeah, is super, super important. And one of the techniques and uh, I think it's cognitive behavioral therapy, um, you just basically reframe a lot of that voice and inner critic into the second person to just think like, okay, why am, why am I talking about myself like this? But would you ever talk to a loved one like that? Exactly. And it kind of mirrors those cliches and, um, it's, it bears repeating though. Like it just, Mm -hmm. it doesn't really serve any place. It's never going to help you. And there's a, the T.S. Eliot quote about at the end of all our exploring, we will arrive to the place that we started from and know the place for the first time. And I was just thinking about that as it relates to the story being the first thing that we um, got out there that had just a crazy um, amount of, well, like the data of just, you know, percentage of people that subscribed and the average 
listening time per device was just like off the love it. off the charts, 45 minutes per device, which is crazy. It's really, really cool. And starting the writing process again was just, yeah, a reminder that it uh, is the ultimate challenge of any creative. It's just like sitting down and doing the work and um, refusing to follow the voice or follow the distractions. Um, and that, you know, pull to move on from like project to project or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, on that note, then you need to get writing. <laughs> Thanks. I'll have fun, but also get it done. Get it done. One of our mottos, have fun, but get it done. So thanks for listening, everyone. We will see you next time. And it's been a pleasure. Have a great day. Have a great day. Mission Daily and all of our podcasts are created with love by our team at mission.org. We own and operate a network of podcasts and a brand and story studio designed to accelerate learning. Our clients include companies like Salesforce, their customer times five, Twilio, and Katera, who work with us because we produce results. To learn more and get our case studies, check out mission.org slash studios. If you're tired of media and news that promotes fear, uncertainty, and doubt, and if you want an antidote to all that chaos, you're at the right place. Subscribe here and to our daily newsletter at mission.org. Each morning, you'll get a newsletter that will help you start your morning and your day off right. Hey, listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word, and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.